Welcome to Mapping Healthy Minds, a podcast that poses the question, we all have mental health, how's yours? I'm Justin Lewis. On today's episode, Katie Englert will join me. Uh, Katie and I had a a conversation about telehealth. She is uh, highly trained in telehealth and kind of uh, one of the leading experts in uh, the region and beyond when it comes to training and knowing how to implement and providing the service of telehealth. So it made sense for me to uh, walk upstairs and ask Katie to, to do a podcast with me. Uh, she and I uh, covered many things, including some of the concerns and some of the ways that telehealth is um, going to be beneficial to people. Katie and I started our interview um, and kind of unintentionally were able to discover the origin of her uh, technological advanced uh, mindset. So here is the interview with Katie Englert. We had to create our own workout video. It was definitely the 90s. So that was like our class final is that we had to create a entire workout routine for our class and it was divided in boys and girls so like advanced PE at my school like general PE was like co-ed advanced PE like as you get up into like harder things I guess they just wanted to keep it like classy I don't know <laughs> like what the piece was but like you actually made a video yeah like so it was like during the time like MTV would come out with these workout videos yeah but we were like this, we had Jane Fonda, like all these terrible... This is before anybody could just get hop on a computer and make a video, though. I'm impressed. I mean, this is like a VHS with like the big box. Remember like the big box of a camcorder? I do. <laughs> yeah. So we had that and a tripod. We had a media class properly at Hancock County High School. And so like it was wow. just like this big... Yeah. Anyway. I don't even know tangent. where to start on how to make a video with that. Yep. And right. one of the songs was actually Lady Marmalade with like... You remember that song with like Christina Aguilera and... So like was it like Elliot. aerobics, kind of like you would see Kathy Ireland doing? or Yeah. So like we would do those like the first semester. And then like the second semester, you, I guess, were supposed to be inspired through doing all of the workout videos hmm. the first semester. And you would basically like create your own like 20 minute warm up, cool down. You got to pick your own music. And so you... there's not a lot of editing going on in this, right? Huh? There's not a lot of editing of this video. No, there's zero editing. Right, okay, yeah. Now I'm able to conceptualize like, how this could happen. Yeah, it, it would be more. like to, in today's world, like if you were going to do this, you would have like a radio playing in the background or a phone, and then your friend would be like recording you on their phone. Right, but back then there's no phone audio. Yeah, so you got like you a, had to have like did an you push a radio? Board. Right. You had to have a radio next to it so it could be heard. And then you didn't have a microphone on, so you just had to talk loud. And it was in a gym, so it was like <laughs> yeah. echo. It was awful and well, awesome at the same time. This gives me a little insight <laughs> as to how you've always been on the cutting edge of technology. I totally am. <laughs> which is a perfect segue into our topic for okay. today. There you go. Of telehealth. Good job, Dustin. Thank you. So let's give a little definition of telehealth. Okay. Um, telehealth would be the professional term for what could easily be described and more easily conceptualized or viewed as just uh, kind of like online video chat therapy, right? Yeah, that's one way to talk about telehealth for sure. And then there's just phone. 
<clears throat> phone uh, therapy as well? Yeah, I think anything distance, like any any time that you're doing any kind of counseling that's not face to face in office. So it can look a lot like a lot of different things. Okay, so it doesn't have to be video. No. There's also texting therapy that exists now. And email therapy. I am not a big fan of that. I had a training recently about texting, uh, and they included that as part of the deal, and I had to unmute myself and explain why I thought that was a bad idea. (laughs) But, you know. totally not for everybody, but Freud actually was the first recorded person to do telehealth. And I think he did it with, like, letters, um, correspondence that way. It's a snail mail. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people would write because there weren't very many people trained in, mm-hmm. you know, psychiatry or psychology. And they would write in and he would correspond with some of his patients or clients who did not live locally. That would be hard for me because I've... I have to kind of see it in the other person's eyes that they're picking up what I'm putting down. Like if I'm explaining something to someone, I need to know based on their active listening or the way that they're looking at me, that they're understanding things the way that I want them to understand it. Yeah. So you want to see those visual cues. Instead of them being able to look at my text and kind of like interpret it the way that they want to interpret it even you know that's kind of a problem for therapists i think is our clients hearing what they want to hear and so if they have this text message they can kind of like make it seem a certain way or you know one part of this is emphasized versus another but sure anyways so this isn't necessarily about whether or not therapists should use this but it's about more about what it is and how it could be beneficial for a client so you have some experience in this uh, telehealth. You're a, a, a trainer of telehealth. Um, talk to me about successful telehealth situations. So um, I'm a board-certified telemental health therapist, which means I have hours and hours of study in telehealth and how that is ethical for clients and how to set that up successfully for therapists and for clients. Um, so the first thing um, is always to determine if the client is appropriate. And, and, and by that, um, if a client has experienced re- recent suicidality um, or maybe a harm to themselves or someone else, mm-hmm. um, that is never a good um, situation for a client to be in for telehealth. Right. So we would always, we always screen for that and ask about that. Um, That's a decision our office has decided to make. I'm sure as it advances and there are newer technologies that could change down the road. But right now, um, if that's been the case, um, I would say within a certain time frame that that would not be a good fit for telehealth Mm -hmm. um, exclusively. Um, The advantages um, of telehealth and... And using it, um, we use it here at the office. We use live video chat mm-hmm. um, through a secure app that we have. Um, and that's called synchronous telehealth. <laughs> and that's a little terminology for you right there. Um, so in Kentucky, which is where we practice, the laws changed uh, last summer. And you can use um, insurance. Um, and the law is parity for whether you're in an office 
or telehealth, the coverage is supposed to be the same by law mm. um, as long as it's live. And so synchronous is what the law says, and that mm-hmm. just means live face-to-face right. uh, sessions. So that's why we choose to do our telehealth that way instead of some of the other things we were talking about earlier. Sure. Um, so you can be in your home, you can be in your office, um, anywhere you have a screen for us. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some risks and benefits that we talk about whenever we uh, start working with a client who's interested in telehealth. Um, but that's kind of how we do it. Um, and the benefit for it is that you can be anywhere. Um, Within there, the state of the licensed we have to be a resident there. Yeah. Yeah. So our Kentucky laws state that we can't be a Kentucky licensed therapist and you be a resident of Tennessee or Mm -hmm. Illinois uh, in your home. Um, so that you have to be a resident of Kentucky to receive telehealth therapy, Mm um, from a Kentucky licensed therapist. Right. The MFT is a little stricter even, like both people have to be inside the state, like their actual physical being has to be inside Kentucky at that time. It can't, it's not only the, the residents <clears throat> that, ha- that determines that. So, okay. so I think there's probably a little more flexibility on your end of that with as long as somebody's a resident, I think is what you've said. Yes. And I think that if you contact a therapist that offers telehealth, they're going to be able to tell you those specific details to make sure that you're not uh, unsure or uncomfortable with that. They're going to explain all that to you um, prior to making the appointment. Right. Everybody's licensure boards are just a little bit different, it seems. So um, like you said, the therapist will be able to explain the rules and regulations for that person. I personally, if someone had said to me probably as short a time as one year ago (laughs) that I would be doing telehealth online counseling, I would have said, you are not telling me the truth. Um, But just like anything else, there's no sense in fighting technology, and I've been able to see the value in um, people using it because of not feeling well or wanting to have a a therapist that's not in their hometown because they themselves may be therapists or have a lot of contact with therapists. Uh, And so there's been some some value in that. Uh, You know, the traveling part can be hard for couples, but they can make it home in order to to have an appointment. So there's some some pros when it comes to the logistics of it. Um, As far as the actual pros when it comes to the interactions? Do you think there's things that are um, pro in the pro column of doing telehealth versus in session, and in I think, face-to-face? I think convenience, as you hit it, that's, that's definitely one. Um, I also think that most of our clients who have never been to therapy before, mm-hmm. um, there's a little bit of anxiety that a lot of people experience either right before or deciding to come to therapy. Usually people wait 
I think the average is eight years before yeah, they something ridiculous, yeah. Before they actually come to therapy, um, when from the time that they decided I could use some help with this, right? Um, so that's way too long. So yeah. I think that there's a barrier there, and I don't know if it's a physical barrier of oh, I'm going to have to go into this building mm-hmm. or wait in this waiting room or yeah, physically right. be present. So for me, I think that one pro is that. Um, the client can reach out for help and support where they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a huge pro mm-hmm. um, for telehealth um, as far as an advantage for an in-office right. interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think um, just the accessibility for people who have other people dependent on them. That's a huge pro. So if a mother, for instance, um, could have a session while her child is napping or at school versus bringing them into the office with them. um, Finding a babysitter. Yeah. That's a big, big deal. Um, So to me, those are, those are a couple pros. I also just really like the convenience of Mm -hmm. um, not having, so even if you live in in a town and and could come, um, things pop up all the time. You could just, instead of marking off two hours, because you may need travel time for your therapy, uh, you can truly mark off an hour and pop up wherever you are. So you are, um, it is more convenient for the client in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some things that I think are definite pros. And I also think it's a pro that you can see a therapist in your state um, who maybe you want somebody specifically or a specific um, specialty or who right. has experience in sure. a specific field that is in Paducah, but you live in Lexington. Mm-hmm. Um you, I mean, it wouldn't make sense to come to therapy for one hour multiple times if you have a five-hour drive. But if you have zero drive, yeah. um, that's very possible. And, and that's what we can offer with telehealth um, that I think is a huge pro. Mm-hmm. Do you like personally doing telehealth? As a client or as a therapist? As a therapist. <laughs> um, as a therapist. Oh, well, I do a lot of coaching, so I do, that's what I was kind of considering that on. As a therapist, yeah. And so... um, Or whatever kind of experience you want to share, yeah. Right. And so I think for me, it makes total sense. Um, I'm a pretty tech-heavy person. I call myself the old millennial. I'm 37. I'm (laughs) hanging on. old millennials, yeah. Yeah. And so tech is very uh, comfortable for me. I don't... I mean, you made a, an exercise video in high school. I did make an exercise video in high school. You've so, always I mean, been on the cutting edge. I'm totally on the cutting edge of all technology. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> um, but I think for me, either way, um, I'm very comfortable with. Um, where I have had difficulties in the past as a therapist doing telehealth is usually if I have not enforced my professional boundaries as far as helping the client um, make sure that they have secure internet, that they're, mm. you know, not in the middle of nowhere without a signal or right. or um, wired internet. Um, yeah. Wired internet is always going to be better. Sure. Um, so setting up those boundaries or like when we're in session, you need to have a private area. Mm-hmm. And I think some people may feel a little more relaxed wherever they are more, more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So they would not <clears throat> set that up until till there's been an interruption and 
I may, I may have to say something like, we need to really make sure mm-hmm. that during this time, you either have a note on the door, your door is locked, um, or really plan for no interruptions yeah. because uh, it's life. And if you're in an environment where right. people can typically pop in, it's going to happen. Yeah. So to set up some, some boundaries like that, those have been the hardest moments um, usually that I can recall, but we try to have a plan in place for all of those things mm-hmm. and cover those at people's first session. So they are not surprised or because a lot of people haven't ever done a telehealth appointment of any kind. Um, So it's brand new for them. So they're like, I don't really know what to expect. This is Mm -hmm. super weird. Like, I don't know. They're kind of learning what is therapy and what is teletherapy at the same time. Right. They may not have done any kind of counseling before. So, yeah. And then the counseling, you need to have a dedicated space and time for it. So it's not any different than if you were in the session that way. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to be like strolling through TJ Maxx with like (laughs) your app up. I mean, that's not, that's not what we're. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No multitasking here. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, (laughs) I just had a visual strolling through TJ Maxx with my uh, telehealth going on yeah i mean you laugh but you know people if somebody will try it sometime probably and that's okay but if we don't set it up for them to know hey you know let's let's Mm. this is still clinical therapy this is a professional setting yes and um it's it's gonna be better for them it's gonna be a better experience for them it's not all about us and the the laws the laws are there because if you know, it's going to help them. So it's like, we're not trying to make it more challenging by saying you can't walk through TJ Maxx. We're trying right. for you to get the most out of this professional experience. Right. So, yeah, we're not trying to be dictators or, <laughs> I mean, I'm all for people strolling through TJ Maxx, but just not while they're talking to me about their problems. Right. And I mean, I think that that could be like a good post therapy activity. Good self-care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not during therapy just for the record um <laughs> tj maxx is not in any way supporting this podcast um but if they would like to we're open to that yeah, possibility sure. okay so mm, there are also some downsides probably to doing telehealth versus in office setup so if somebody's listening and they're like kind of on the fence they're like well i have the time to go into the office but i could also hang out at home what are some things they should consider about the benefits of actually going ahead and coming into the office and being able to shake the therapist's hand and that sort of thing? Yeah, and I think that we've seen the most growth in our telehealth services through people who do both. Um, kind of like a hybrid situation. Kind of a hybrid yeah. situation um, because you do get to form the relationship with your client and with the therapist, mm-hmm. and um, but then you have options. So instead yeah. of if you hit a busy season or if you hit, you know, prolonged travel, um, you can still make it work for you. And I sure. feel like to date that has been really popular for us mm-hmm. um, or weather or whatever. Um, the cons, I think, to telehealth are – the learning curve and that's to me is the biggest con um is the learning curve in technology and how to fill out the forms digitally mm-hmm. and get all that get all that taken care of yeah um i also think some people don't have a lot of human in-person connection and so if right. that is something um that is lacking for 
one of our uh, clients, I think that telehealth would be a great way to get started. Um, but I think we have to be careful not to um, make something convenient for people who um, tend to spend too much time alone right. and not involved in their uh, in their neighborhood or their community of sure. any kind. So I think that those are some things that, to me, are, are some cons um, and why it might be good to reach out to somebody in person. Mm-hmm. And like we mentioned earlier, um, a young child probably – in most cases, that would also be a situation where in person's probably better. Yeah, for sure. Um, not that that couldn't happen via telehealth with a parent present at times, mm-hmm. um, but for true clinical therapy, I think that that would be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, so another con might be, um, or barrier might be a better word, Um would be if someone is in that situation where they are um, in a crisis mm-hmm. or um, a harm to themselves or others, those things are not appropriate for telehealth. Right. And so if you're, if somebody's experiencing a crisis um, for them to still follow um, a protocol and with telehealth, we have a really specific protocol. Mm-hmm. If you're not in crisis when you become a telehealth client, but find yourself in a crisis down the road, that's addressed very early with a telehealth therapist um, who's trained well. Um, so you have a plan for that should it pop up. Mm-hmm. And so things can change also. So it's kind of fluid. So just because you start in telehealth doesn't mean that that's the best mm-hmm. ongoing. And a good therapist will be able to tell you that and explain that to you. Yeah. And again, I think that hybrid would be the important part. If you feel like you have that rapport face-to-face and then yes. you say, let's... Let's go uh, telehealth this time because of uh, a sick kid or can't find the babysitter or whatever. I think that the effectiveness isn't going to shift too much in that type of situation. Or distance, because we've seen people, like if you're coming from a couple hours out of town to see us, mm-hmm. um, maybe that would be good for the first time or two. And mm-hmm. then after that, maybe right. it wouldn't be quite as necessary. Or if you have a client who goes to college or is transferred mm-hmm. as long as they're still in the state, you know, and even if they're still a resident for, um, certain counselors, that's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so there are a lot of questions about that. Um, but if you have questions about telehealth, um, or telecounseling or however you want to say it, online yeah. counseling, we right. have several blog posts on our website about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should be able to call a therapist and ask them, specific questions about your uh, situation too that they should be able to answer for you very true very true so yeah it's something that we're all learning and getting better at and we believe in enough to continue to get trained and practice and advertise so um, yeah i think that it ultimately is going to be something that more and more people are going to be able to take advantage of and so instead of having to miss them miss appointments you can keep your appointments and uh so yeah i think that uh, we covered some good ground here is there anything else important that you would like to add about telehealth i think we'll see a big generational shift in telehealth too so i mean i think right now i mean we always have multiple generations going of course mm-hmm. um but i think right now you're seeing come into you know middle age i guess or approaching middle age millennials mm-hmm. i mean so we're here yeah and so we've <laughs> right. always had the technology so yeah. i think you will see 
more and more people and their comfort level and the quality of technology and people, you know, people are demanding in our culture. So I Mm -hmm. think they're going to demand it. Sure. Um, So I think for us to be ready for that, and I think we're a little early, Mm -hmm. especially for Kentucky. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think we're a little early, but I think being prepared and and ready for that and Mm -hmm. having experiences and knowing how to work out kinks and who's appropriate and answering client questions, I just think that that's going to become a lot more popular and and part of the norm um, when it comes to healthcare uh, for a lot of different reasons. So mm-hmm. I think for us to be ready and we are ready and we are already offering, I think as the generations, um, we see a, um, a maturation, I guess, of <laughs> generations um, down the road that we're just, it's going to be such, I think it'll not even be a thing like i think it'll just be a normal part of healthcare. right so i don't know that even that they i mean we will call we might call it telehealth we might not um but i think it's going to be a part across the board for all healthcare. honestly Mm -hmm. um a bigger piece Mm -hmm. yeah all right very good well thank you so much for joining me today katie and sharing some of your expertise on telehealth of course thank you for having me This has been Mapping Healthy Minds, a podcast that poses the question, we all have mental health, how's yours? Our podcast is recorded um, at the Compass Counseling Offices, and um, special thanks to to Compass for producing this podcast. Uh, Other podcasts are available uh, for your listening, so uh, just check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We have a Facebook page. We are also on Instagram at Mapping Healthy Minds Podcast if you want to follow along in that way. So um, we'll be back soon with more episodes um, about mental health and how for each of us to take care of that. So uh, once again, this is Mapping Healthy Minds. We all have mental health. How's yours? <laughs>